Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. I'm here with two members of my fire family, Scott. Hey. And Ash. Hey, it's Todd. <laughs> I'm Todd. Um, tonight, uh, we got a little bit of news. Uh, Scott, there was a Kelowna uh, wildfire. Yeah, so Kelowna is a city that's like an hour and a half from drive from us, so I don't know how many kilometers that is. Um, so it had its first kind of big, well, I guess it's like a bigger fire of the year, because it's the first time evacuations happened this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The fire happened on what's called Knox Mountain, which is right in the middle of there, the right in the middle of the city, kind of surrounded by um, cities down below on one side, and then up, up high is the um, bunch of newer newer homes. Mm-hmm. So they evacuated 400 homes, and then uh, put 450 on evacuation alert. So, wow, almost a thousand altogether. Um, it was a fairly small fire in the end. It was only like a seven hectare fire, um, but in that kind of population, it's obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously, um, concerning for everybody. Mm-hmm. And they had a, then that was also on Canada Day. They actually started the day before Canada Day or the morning of Canada Day. I think. Yeah, I think the morning of. So uh, basically, all the Canada Day celebrations were canceled and for the evening, the fireworks, things like that, just because, right? Um, shooting off fireworks while there's a wildfire burning in your town is probably not the <laughs> celebration yes. or fire. So they, uh, they canceled that. And, which is actually interesting because it was a windy night anyway. So there, yeah. a lot of the fireworks were canceled throughout the region anyways. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, we had Canada Day. That's yeah. not really news, but what we, we, we went to your town. Yeah. So yeah, again, not news, but it's, it's always a good time. So Canada Day, uh, every day we have uh, a big cherry fest parade down in Osuyas. And um, so the fire department, we always uh, make some big cheesy parade car and pick a theme and and get all dressed up for it. And definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> so our guys, we chose uh, Super Troopers for the theme this year. So that was, that was a blast. <laughs> if you haven't seen Super Troopers, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it very offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. So it's a huge water fight. So we have a big water tank in, in our truck as well for it. With a bunch of hoses, and then um, we run our tender behind us to refill because we end up going through a ton of water. Uh, we asked you guys to come down with your side by side, same as last year, which does not have a ton of water in it. <laughs> no, thirty old gallons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, the adjacent department, Annex Mountain, comes down as well and joins the water fight. And yeah, everybody puts their trucks. We put as many trucks as we can in as well, and it's a it's a good time. It's a one hell of a water fight. Yeah, and there's essentially two rounds of the water fight. Like there's there one we roll through first, and yeah, we open up the parade. We start the water fight first, um, and it was a nice 35 degrees. Yeah, that's day, fine. so it was smoking hot. Um, the guys did really well at conserving water in the beginning, and then the water fight hit pretty hard. We had to refill mid route. Yeah, um, and then we closed the parade with the final water fight as well. Yeah. Um, but man, they were ready for us this year. I think some people honestly just were running straight ice water into those. The squirt guns. Like, I got, actually got blasted yeah. with a couple. I'm like, whoa, what are they using? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a hot day already, but yeah, it was cold. Like, our, our water was pretty warm because yeah. it was obviously coming to your guys' tender, which is yeah. sitting in the hall for a while. So it was like, you know, we're like, we're pretty nice. These people, <laughs> yeah, like, they were coming around at coolers, which I'm sure there was ice floating in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, they were hot and ready for us, man. They were just water balloons. Water balloons. Yeah. Elevated <laughs> positions. And, <laughs> Box box canyon ambush we were in. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And some of those kids had an arm, man. Holy. Did they ever? Cow. I got nutted once and still <laughs> put me down. Well, we were wearing our helmets because of the side by side. That's our, our policy. So we had our helmets on. And then uh, 
and I had one of my my little guy with me, so he was behind, but so he sat a little lower. And then Logan, one of our members, is sitting next to him, and because Ryan was lower, the water balloon went over his head, <laughs> and being Logan right in the cheek, he's like, oh! He's <laughs> like, oh, that almost knocked me out! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a ton of fun. We always have a blast. Uh, and pretty much everybody that goes to that parade knows there's going to be water. Yep. So there's supposed yeah. to be this little water zone down kind of midway, and then kind of a secondary one. But there's no holds bar. Like, as soon as people start spraying the water, it gets yeah. on. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're on. Yeah. Uh, we do our best not to spray everybody unless they ask. Yeah, something about like this. And- but uh, yeah. some people, you know, there's a little bit of crossfire happens. Yeah. Um, and it's like any any yeah. parade for people, you get the odd complaint. Yeah. Oh, you guys get some complaints? Oh, yeah. We get some complaints. <laughs> my car <laughs> got, got wet. And, um, it's like, well, it's 35 degrees. Yeah. Suck up. You're going to dry. Yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah. it's a blast. And thank you guys for coming down. Yeah. And our pumps, our pump on our side by side, it runs, there's a button on the dashboard that says so on demand electric. So Ash and I could turn it off for the guys back there because we're like, if they're going a little nutty, we're like, because <laughs> 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 they're like into it. So it's like, it's actually like a detachment thing, right? Because I can see like, I'm looking ahead and I can see some ladies like, yeah. <laughs> so as the host gets, I like, turn the pump off, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> We should probably do that to our guy. <laughs> yeah, you have your control. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, some of your guys are like, we were trying to refill the water. They're like, straight straight us in the face. face. But... <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of friendly fire that happens. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, Chief was getting sprayed. Yeah, everybody's fire hole. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. We got some new decals on our truck. Yeah. Or on our uh, side by side. Yeah. From your department. So. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> which ties us in tonight. Um, thank God we had those decals because it allowed us to come down to your territory, possibly for the call that we had yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we can jump into that. So today, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Today we had a uh, chlorine leak response, um, and there's there's a few pump houses that are run by the town, uh, but then we also have one up on the East Bank where I live, which is run from a different society. So that one had a leak today, and. Um, it's pretty concerning anytime you get any chlorine leak, of course. Um, however, that one, where it is down on Lakeshore Drive, and it's um, you know very populated area, very busy, busy area of everybody walking and running and enjoying. And the beaches are right there. We have a massive resort right and next to it as well. August or August, it's July long weekend, right? July long weekend, yeah. There's people everywhere. Um, so mid morning, we get this call for it, and. Um, so I, I arrived in the first first two engine. Um, so I took up uh, IC um, as we're driving to it. You know, there's as anybody that's ever been in that type of role, like there's a lot of things going through your head mm-hmm. at first. Um, wind direction was one of them. We had a very strong wind pushing from the north, uh, so that, that aided in our response where we were coming. But then, of course, it has additional concerns of where that um, downwind zone is. That downwind zone was right towards the campsites and houses, and right next to the resort where there's like 500 people staying. Yeah. So, pretty concerning. Um, like anything on any fire scene, you know, you start start creating your your isolation zone um, and blocking traffic, and half of them listen and the other half don't. You know, people trying to drive around cones and drive around the truck, arguing with you. <laughs> well, I need to get down there. I live right there. It's like, no, we have an incident. Just please wait. Uh, and then you get the runners and. Bicyclists running right past all the cones. And all the chlorine in the water, that's always good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> Refreshing. So pretty pretty frustrating. Um, a lot of moisture out here, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. 
yeah, pretty frustrating to deal with that for the first few minutes, but uh, we were able to contain that. Um, then I called for our second engine to approach um, up and around. They have a very good access road to come up around and be quite a distance away and block traffic and divert. Um, and then they started setting up um, a shelter-in-place order uh, for the adjacent um, residences and the resort. So that worked out well. While they were doing that, um, we started calling in other resources, RCMP to assist, and uh, ambulance as well for our staging point. Um, and because of just the day and our response, we didn't have a whole ton of people um, if it went catastrophic. So we ended up calling mutual aid. Uh, so we called the mutual aid fairly early on with you guys. During that time, I was able to send our first team in and get eyes on it and figure out what was actually leaking. They were able to isolate it very rapidly uh, and safely. Uh, it's a very small pump house with the chlorine cylinders in it. Uh, they were able to shut the valves down and contain it and saw the pressure gauges dropping very rapidly. So that was good. So we were able to mitigate that. Um, once we did our kind of secondary into it and made sure we had no readings, that's when I was able to cancel you guys. Right. Uh, but again, with the mutual aid stuff, Call early. It's going to Time. take you a bit to mobilize, come down. Yeah. So start that response early. And then, of course, we can stand down if needed. Yeah. But huge potential. Oh, for sure it is. Right. Yeah. And just like you say, like, we're at the best of times 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Like, that's if traffic listens, if we have a team close by that, that can respond quickly, which I think we we got, like, your guys' truck was out pretty fast. Yeah. And I think when you get those unique calls... You get guys coming faster because they're like, oh, is this all, what's this all about? Because it, it's like you see mutual aid. Anytime you hear mutual aid, we all want to go yeah. dip into someone else's territory and do some stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah. we always get lots of response. And then this one was like literally we asked, like, what, well, what are you guys requesting? They said, like, basically, like, everyone, <laughs> everything you have. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So we just, yeah, we sent, we sent everything. We, well, everything that, everybody that showed up basically we sent yeah. um, three, three, three vehicles. Uh, one, one the, like the officer truck, and then engine, and and then our, our bush truck, um, and yeah. we had almost enough SCB for everybody. If yeah. we had to go work in the warm zone or yeah. hot zone with you guys, or That's right. establish rate for you guys, we had all that ready. Um, but then we also had some guys that could just do traffic or do you know go do the longer distance out in the, the full zone shelter place area. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's always you know it's it's always such a dynamic scene and. You know, everything happens so fast, but any sort of hazmat situation, we want obviously slow it right down. Yeah. Right? So we did our best to, to slow things down, but it still feels like, you know, things are firing fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you start thinking about, okay, well, you know, we're getting strong chlorine odor down by the resort. So right away, we're thinking, all right, well, where's the air intakes to that building? What do we need to evacuate? You know, is the shelter place order going to be effective or do we need to actually move them at this point or maybe move them from the basement floors up upstairs. Do we need to ventilate now the parkade uh, underneath? Like there's all these things going through yeah. your mind. Yeah. Um, so uh, thankfully actually it worked out really well. Um, my chief, he was uh, the officer in the en- other engine that uh, stage stuff for us. So uh, he dealt with that area. Um, and yeah, it worked out really good for what it could have been. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cause it's so basically just to give you a snapshot of that picture. So, um, remember your chlorine, so it's uh, 450, 457 times uh, expansion ratio, right? Um, and your IDLH is 10 parts per million. Um, and then your vapor density is 2.48, 2.5. Um, 
so it's it's going to be heavier than air. Um, so all those low-lying areas, the pump house is right next to the lake as well. It could run along the edge of the lake down to the beach, which was a concern. And by one of the docks where potentially one of the other uh, boat operators that does rentals, they come there a lot. Um, and then our, our protective distance for that time of day, the strong wind we had, um, and just the location, the follow zone was about 0.8 um, kilometers. So yeah. Pretty large distance, right? Yeah. Um, and your real estate being the small little lakeshore drive uh, where we were, you know, you're supposed to be setting up your isolation zone kind of minimum 100 meters to 150 meters. Um, that's very challenging as well. Sure. So it's a, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff to be thinking about as you approach. But it worked out well. Everybody did really good. Uh, we had a few of our members that were on my truck, all part of our chlorine response team as well. So they're pretty dialed yeah. and ready to go for it. So. That worked out good. Nice. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were pretty, uh, I mean, obviously got turned around, but it was pretty uh, interesting. Because anytime you get three chores, you kind of want to snap it up a little bit, right? Then, of course, this was a unique one because we had one of our newer guys. like, uh, sort of, what, what are we doing when we get there? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we'll find out when we get there. I mean, we had plans. Like, I, I, I quickly looked at my ERG um, app on my yeah. phone as we're driving. And I'm looking at the same type of stuff you're looking at, like the isolation zones. And uh, one of our, one of the guys behind me was uh, Matt, who's our paramedic. Um, so he was like, he was thinking of some stuff for that, like, yeah. like inhalation injuries, all that kind of stuff. So absolutely, yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, and that's good. That's what we need to be doing, right? Like, and that's what I really preached to all of our guys in that truck. Have those conversations. Your task may change when you arrive, yeah. But already have an idea of okay, if I'm the third truck or second truck, what I may be doing. Look at those other other injuries. If if we have people that are um, uh, now affected by it, what are the treatments? What do we need to do? Do we need a wash down? What what do we need to do? <clears throat> Resuscitating. Right? There's all these things going through your head. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We were doing similar things in the bush truck. Um, hit the map. Had a quick overview of the area again, seeing like, oh yeah, no, this is uh, this is going to be challenging. And I was trying to picture off memory prior to that if we were past the, the no egress. Mm-hmm. So like the one way in one way out, but there was the set, like you can come down. Um, side, side streets. Yeah. 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 So there is still access there. So that's good. Um, so again, and that was it. Like, like what are we going to do? Like, you know, we have no idea. Um, let's just get ourselves there. We'll go have a quick face, face, face if we can. Or again, you might tell us to go to the other side yeah. and go and respond to you. Uh, the other unit and, and task task up with them or whatever it is, but absolutely, yeah. Just uh, being you know being all uh, prepared, um, you know, thinking like just pre- as the first engine was leaving, so they've got three SUVs across the back, one on the officer seat, and we have a spare in the back. We have two in the bush truck. So with the people that we had responding, we press SCBA up. I think all two. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Able, able, able to, to like fold in and work. Absolutely. Which, which is key. You want to make, make sure that you're all prepared to work. Yeah. And that was part of the thing going through my head. I had a few moments of some downtime uh, once the team was kind of going in uh, in their secondary and stuff was, okay, once I get into radio comms with you guys, if we still need you, I was probably going to get find out what you had. Yeah. Um, and then probably meet me by the command post area. And then after the, the event, we 
uh, you guys mentioned, yeah, a couple trucks come in, so that was perfect. Yeah. So then at that point, I would have got that information and probably tossed the other guys down to that south area. We probably mm-hmm. had kind of kind of had two staging zones at that point, right. yeah. just because our access and egress road that's right. is challenging. So yeah, we, and we sent the engine because we we're obviously that's SCBA and we we're sure. And then the two kind of the bush truck and the officer truck, they're they're, they're quick, right? So they mm-hmm. can bomb around and do those yeah. evacuation orders faster than an engine, and like I'm driving up and yeah. four guys yeah. paling off. You can put like one guy, one driver, one. Pastor in each one of those and just drive around. That's right. Yeah. And that's all these little things you think about too, right? Like, okay, like how are we going to communicate to people? Are we going to use some bullhorn marshalling techniques? Because um, that, of course, everybody's curious when they start popping yeah. up. Ooh, what's happening? Right? Yeah. You know, so make your footprint as large as you can and then you can scale mm-hmm. down after. It's, it's, it's very challenging. But, sure. um, yeah, and then actually also, the- sorry, did you guys social media that at all? Did you say, hey, just stay no. away from oh. Yeah. That's one thing that I think we're getting better at is like, we'll. Yeah. Um, what I always notice is if one of us is not like, say if I'm working and I, and I know what's happening, but I know everyone's working, mm-hmm. but like Rob, Sarah guy that usually does that. So I'll jump on Facebook or whatever, but like, Hey, we have a incident happening in this location. Mm-hmm. Don't please, please stay clear from here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I find that helps. Like, it does. Yeah. Cause I think at first we thought, Oh, that means we're just going to have people coming like, to mm-hmm. watch. But I think over time, people are like, oh, actually, this is good. They want to stay away. I think definitely the locals do. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to put that into that particular event would have been challenging because it was yeah. all tourist traffic. Right. For sure. Like yeah. that yeah. particular moment was hard, but there's definitely merit to that. Right. Yeah. That works well. Yeah. Plus all the extra thoughts and prayers that come along. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, that, that thing we have, that emergency broadcast for the province. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if they could, I mean, I guess we have one in local in town, but that we, we have like a, it's like an alert thing. None of us obviously are, it's kind of funny because we're not, any of us are able to access it. Right. So we have to like call somebody to call somebody and then they have to broadcast yeah. it. So it's like, well, that really delays. Like we should have a designated, like, like Rob. Yeah. He's our PR guy. Um, it would always be nice to have him designated as that local resource. He should have the access to that emergency mm-hmm. alert from the city. For, for something like that event. Yeah, and then he could just jump on. Boom. Boom. And then they, they know it came from him only because he's the only one with the password. Yeah. Um, so then if he, if he gives wrong information, they'd be like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? <laughs> but um, yeah. they seem to think about Well, absolutely. Yeah. And there's been many other tabletops I've been involved in uh, with the border and stuff as well. And that always comes up mm-hmm. is, okay, what are, what are our mass scale evacuation orders you know, yeah. on phone and stuff? And that comes from PEP. Yeah, right in our area. Yeah, um, and it takes a while. Yeah, but then of course you, you do the emergency contact info to the person who's supposed to be in charge of that. And nobody answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we need a better better system in place. Yeah. But yeah, but then just quickly back to some of the, the actual response for the team going in. So small building door was open, um, the ventilation fan, everything was working, so it was doing its job. Um, but obviously, you could use a hose line. Yep. You know, fog pattern to help control control it as well if you need it. Um, and then PPV. We used the PPV at that point. We didn't see any clouds uh, when we approached. There was, there was no yellowish green cloud. There's no, you know, the other things you look for is um, um, some of the, the greenery growth is dying off or burning, right? Or not burning on fire, but like, I don't know, yeah, 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 withering. Browning, withering, yeah. yeah. Um, and already bird, dead birds and animals and stuff like that, right? But there was no clouds or anything obvious. So mm-hmm. right away, as soon as we approached, I was like, oh, okay. Take a deep breath and scale that down. Well, don't take too deep a breath. Somebody responsible. How long can you hold your breath? Remember, it expands four hundred fifty times. Yeah, but 
Yeah, it went well. Yeah, kudos to everybody. Yeah, sweet. Thanks. Um, moving on. So your guys' training event, Scott. Um, yeah. You guys did a scenario-based one on the coattails of last week's uh, preamble for Rescue Task Force and Asher events. Yeah, so it's, it feels like something for beating this to death, but <laughs> I think it's something that, again, we're pushing hard on. So last week we did a... Uh, we did a PowerPoint on the, on the Asher. So on the active shooter hostile event response, um, did the full PowerPoint, basically what we the same thing I did at seminar. And then, uh, you actually came along too. When, so we kind of team built it as uh it was a active shooter event response. And then the, uh, tourniquet application. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do the full stop the bleed course because, um, in an, in an Asher, when we're out there, when we're in this scenario itself, or when we're in the scene itself, there's no time to be, wound packing and right. direct pressure. It's, it's just all like tourniquet or out yeah. or both or all <laughs> like get them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we aim for that. Um, so this time this week we did a scenario. It wasn't really uh it wasn't come from the hall page out scenario. It was like, you know, I said, okay, we're all, we're going to muster at this location, which is one of our old government buildings. It's still an active government building, but it's, um, it's half of it's empty. We, uh, we actually use it in our training for my other job. Um, for the sheriff, we, we use it and we train in it all the time. So um, we got permission from the, from the provincial government to use it. Um, posted on Facebook that we're having this event. Talked to all the authorities, like talk to the police, talk to the uh, ambulance service, actually. Um, talk to, you know, so everyone's aware. Well, ev- mostly everybody's aware. Um, of course, <laughs> at the end of the scenario, and before I talk about the scenario, at the end of the scenario, of course, the police cruiser pulls up. I'm like, oh, the police were finally here. Because they were supposed to come, but they were really busy. And the one officer gets out, and he, and he kind of has a scowl on his face. I'm like, and he's like, hey. He's like, we just, got a, we just got a call for this. Like, we had a call that there was a shooting going on. And there was people with screaming and there's body bags. I'm like, <laughs> I kind of laughed because I'm like, yeah, I guess because we had quick letters out so that looked like body bags. And I said, well, I said, didn't your, what did your commander tell you that we were doing? He's like, no. He's like, he did not. I said, well, he should have messaged you. He's like, he did not. He pulls his phone. He's like, I've been really busy. <laughs> so, I was like, ah. And he's like, yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> he goes, ah, but I figured when I drove up, he goes, I saw you, like, you guys all parked here. And then we have signs up, we have big signs, like big sandwich boards that say fire training in progress. Because this was definitely inside, outside, um, you know, people were walking their dogs and so like, so it was like, what is going on there? Cause we had no, screening. Yeah. We had yeah. Actors and actresses. You know, like to bring it down to the actual scenario. So we staged in, in the post office parking lot. Um, so I got the rescues truck to come in. We had a real quick briefing, kind of a recap of the previous week. Um, had a bunch of law enforcement there. I think it's six or seven there with uh, rubber guns and everything, no live anything. So no lives, pepper spray, nothing. So nothing could go like, so no one could actually do something. Um, then we had 10, 10 like live role players playing victims, um, all like kids. So I said, okay, this is not a government building. This is a school. And um, basically it's a school shooting, which kind of puts everything in perspective. I said it was an office building. People are like, I mean, but you said it's a school shooting and all these, all these kids are there. Cause they're, they're, they were younger, like they're they weren't they were high school age, but mm-hmm. not high school. Um, they're actually from the local ambassador program, so um, it's kind of like we kind of the way you teach them and they help us do stuff. So absolutely, I was great having them, like yeah, because we always notice like you, you use dummies, uh, right? realism, man. Yeah, you use like There's the nothing. That can yeah, because guys treat dummies like different. Or if you use a live role players for fi- like firefighters, 
organs are like patient care is even worse. Yeah, it's even worse. So like, yeah, it's kicking them in the face, whatever. Yeah. Like, like you know, like they're joking, but they're also like, oh, okay, you're taking a realism of this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I briefed a lot of the role players, um, and I, what I did, I have the little flashcards. Like I had a seminar. And essentially, they're just little cards I made up, and it says like red, um, gunshot wound to chest. Um, red gunshot wound to neck, uh, red, and then it was, a, and then yellow um, gunshot wound to right arm, controlled but with tourniquet. Right. Gunshot wound to left leg, controlled with tourniquet. Blah. And then uh, green one was green shot in the hand. And on any other day, a shot in the hand would be like, like whoa, my God, you're shot in the hand. Like it would be like, a, I said, no, not in the, not in the scenario. That's a green because <laughs> there, there's no massive bleeding. They literally go like that and walk out. <laughs> and they get put over. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then there's the, the black, so the expected, uh, which is anything shot in the cranium, right? Cranium unconscious. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I kept it like mostly yellows and reds because we, there was a kind of a method to what we were doing um, for training wise. There was only like one person in the black and one green. Right. So, what we, for the triage tarps, so we laid out the tarps and then, um, we actually have an F, uh, first responder program going on right now. Uh, we're teaching some of our newer people first responder and some of our, our senior people, we're teaching them the next level. Some of the EMR course, so the, basically the next level from first responder. So I tied it in with our instructor, who's also one of our members and uh, we tied in triaging night to their training. Mm-hmm. So basically their job was to run their tarps. So when they, when the rescue task force brought the patients over, their job was to run the tarps and, and manage the patients as they arrived on these tarps. So, um, they got literally like basically those little flashcards are used again. And our, for our FR instructor Carrie, she could look at what they, what was wrong with them. And then she would have to quickly like kind of, kind of come up with like what their blood pressure would be, what their respirations would be. So that's now it's not really triage anymore. Now it's actual treatment. Yeah. And then eventually they have to do a handoff to the ambulance when it arrives. Again, the ambulance is tied up. So we didn't have an actual ambulance show up, but um, it would have been handed off to the ambulance. So they had to hand off to her. Say what was right. wrong. Um, and I, in a, in a real situation, like I said to them, I said, real situation, we'd ha- we would have one person in charge of doing that. It wouldn't be like, you give the handoff, you give the handoff. We would have like, we did it right that when we did with Dr. Nick there, yeah. when you were my triage tarp guy, I yeah. think it was him. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and you just did the handoff, right? Exactly. Yeah. You do the, you'll have your, um, triage team leader and then your treatment team leader, yeah. transport team leader. Yeah. So they, you know, they, they're dialed, right? Um, this is a little more cause we wanted those guys to do their handoffs. Yeah. So then what we had, we had five sets of body armor for the people going in, uh, for the firefighters going in. And then we had uh, groups of um, law enforcement. So it was, uh, they'd go in uh, one law enforcement in the front. First team in was a three stack of firefighters and then law enforcement in the rear. Kind of the idea is the first team in, since it's a three stack, um, one of them is kind of the officer. So he his job is to triage if they're, at first it was going to be triage everybody, but then with that building, it's so spread out. It's like, we're just grabbing the first patients they see. Right. Unless they're in a group of like two or three, then you send, you have to do quick triage. So the, that guy would be like either an officer or a senior medic. And he was quickly doing the triaging and saying, these people move first. And it was good having him there too, because he could be the, like for those walking wounded and even the yellows, the shot in the arms, mm-hmm. um, they're walking wounded. Like they turn to get them quick. Well, those people can walk. And meanwhile, the other firefighters are tied up holding the quick letters. Yeah. So a couple of times I seen, I saw, I think three patients come out one with one group. Nice. Yeah. Um, so it was a, you know, law enforcement in the front, um, three firefighters carrying patient 
and walking with two patients and one, and then one of their law enforcement in the rear and this team would come out. So that's pretty cool. And then we had the law enforcement guys doing, um, they were doing actual room clearing with their rubber gun sides. They'd come around, they'd, they'd room clear as though they would. So it was good for the fire, um, for our guys to hear because at first everyone's kind of, you know, it's one of the scenario nights and it's, it's really hot out and we didn't even make them wear, like we were kind of like, yeah, you know, normally we'd be in our full first responder gear and like, some guys had on their full forestry, uh, forestry shirts becoming not just forestry shirts anymore. They're just becoming like in a, yeah. uh, a general PPE for like a, another stage of PPE, right? Cause mm-hmm. they're long sleeve, bright yellow. They scan it really well. Yep. Um, but it's so hot. So we just said, yeah, just wear your t-shirt, whatever t-shirt you're wearing, wear your t-shirt. If you want to wear turnip pants, wear turnip pants or wear your first responder pants. I prefer turnip pants just cause you know, your needle on shell casings, broken glass, Right. Blood, you know, Nemo, Nemo and all that stuff. Like yeah, it's just a natural layer of protection for you. Yeah, so, um, but in this case, we were kind of like a mismatch. And I always find when we kind of mismatch, guys are kind of like, right away, they're kind of like, mm. yeah. It's, the scenario is a little bit of a luster. Um, so we're putting our body armor on the guys, and they're like, oh, it's kind of cool. And they're putting it on, and then literally as soon as they walk into the uh, the, the building, it's like I have a I have a stereo blast, and some guy goes, yeah. <laughs> All the actresses or actors are screaming. They're like, yeah. <laughs> and then um, we have a smoke, smoke alarms we were trying to set off. So they were, they was like ringing. And then um, we had the uh, law enforcement yelling, like they're like yelling blue on blue. They're yelling all this stuff, moving, moving. Like they're screaming. And then all of a sudden, all the fucking holy crap, this is like actually a thing. So then, then it was like, I think that ramped the absolutely energy level got ramped way up. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and then they started just moving patients out. So we did one scenario all inside the building, all um, all shooting patients. Took them all out. Um, had a debrief on that. Yep. And then um, the second scenario where it was uh, actually uh, the, the guy ran over three of them outside and then ran in and shot a place. So okay. um, like ran down three students outside this, the school and then ran inside and, and shot some more. Um, so, and the guy, the bad guy was actually my son. <laughs> um, so he was, uh, it was interesting to see because the first scenario, he happened to be the first patient they came across and they kind of got bogged down with him because they were like, okay, we'll help him. Well, there's a law enforcement guy with his gun out over him. He's handcuffed and they're like, so they're helping him. And then he comes out and now we're like, okay, well, he can't go over the triaging tarps because yeah. he just shot these people. We're not going to put him with them. So he had to stay over here and then we had to have overwatch with him. Um, and it was kind of one of those things like, that priority of rescue is he should he be coming out even first? Like even if he is or he was a red, so it's a little bit tricky, right? Because he in priority rescue and trooper, like in the triaging, he should be coming out first, right? But priority rescue, he's the one that put himself in that situation. So we we should be treating the other people first. So it's like we treat ourselves, we treat the you know, partners, or other agencies, and then we treat the civilians that are like innocent, and then we then we get to him, right? Um, and it was weird because technically that's also the hot zone because. He hasn't been fully searched. He hasn't. He right. just been handcuffed. Yeah. So he, he's still the hot zone. So our guys are kind of working with him. I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I kind of let it ride first, and then they got him out, and they kind of realized, okay, now we have to have people with him. And so the second scenario, we left him inside. Yeah, he, he was the last one to come out. Right. Um, yeah. And even on our scenario for the second one, there was patients that were in his room, like there was the actual courtroom. Yeah. Um, and he was all the way up by like what would have been the judge's stand. Yeah. Um, and there was two patients right at the entrance to the room. Um, so we actually bumped in. Um, 
there was somebody, there was one of your members was, was posted on the shooter. Uh, and then the other two went in and like basically had, had him blocked. We did a quick grab, got out of the room. Yeah. And I think we even went on to clear two other rooms and then came back for him, right. which was good. Um, I know we were chatting afterwards about like potentially having law enforcement even drag the people out. Yeah. Um, you know, in that scenario, even like, like it was ramped up. We were, you know, taking it pretty serious. Um, he was in cuffs at the time sure. was substantially like far, far away. Yeah. Um, there was somebody on him and then we had two with us. Like it was, yeah. it was safe, but yeah. 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 It's it. like, like truly we should put the established hospital. So that would be the hospital. Yeah. But also at the same time, we can use our logic. Like you said, he's handcuffed. Um, maybe as we search, he's handcuffed. He's got lethal overwatch with his, which means someone with a gun overwatching right. him. His hands are um, not accessible to the weapons. The weapons we could see at least two weapons on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, he may still have access to his to his, uh, his stomach or whatever. I mean, he may have a he may have a suicide vest on. Like that's all like, yeah, pretty um, low level or uh, sorry, it's high level. Um, it'd be very high acuity but low occurrence, right? So, yeah. um, so, so it's a, yeah, it was good. Like you guys quickly pulled those patients. I did you just grabbed and drug them out and then did your yeah. treatments outside. Mm-hmm. So I think that was acceptable. Like, was, yeah, um, but again, first time through, major learning. Curves, learning experiences. Yeah, um, it was interesting having the outside because it was outside. Um, patients were all pet struck, basically. Right. So you, you, they don't have gunshot wounds. They're just you know they're getting treated as pet struck. But it was pet struck without like you're not going to be like okay we're going to see whole C's fine. You're still right. MCI, right? Yeah, they're still MCI. So it's like okay, technically we should be like calling them and all this, but it's like no, put them on the quick litter. So they're like rolling, they're rolling pretty nice. They roll in the quick yeah. litter. Um, one was like blade was all mangled, so Rob literally like did the old uh, fireman carry. An actual an actual fireman's carry, which I've never actually seen a patient. So he actually <laughs> fireman's because they were like smaller younger children. Yeah, so he, he fireman's carries this one and just walks away. I'm like, well, that's one way to do it. Yeah, it was sweet. He like asked me because um, I was the officer on the second scenario. So I'm walking up with my three, um, and then the second team's coming up. So uh, we were going in first. We got to the car with the three patients that were struck um, and we were overrun. Like there was more patients than we could deal with. So I go and look at all of them first. I do a quick 360 around the car. Uh, once the officers cleared it safe to, to approach the vehicle, uh, I did a quick look. Uh, there was one that was like semi pinned under um, bleeding from the head. Uh, still, still alert and, and, you know, chatty. I was like, okay, good. So he, you're like, you're okay. Didn't, didn't quite get too, too in depth yet. Kept going around. I wanted to get the full snapshot of all three of the patients. One of them was actually like driven over. Um, so I'm okay. Like you are pinned. That's going to be bad. And then the third one was just kind of laying off. So I'm like, okay, last, last second, first. So, um, we made our call. We had two of them. So we were getting the first up out onto the litter. Uh, the second team was approaching before we even got to the building. I'm like, Hey, if we get you guys over here, um, you guys could grab the second patient. And then Rob's like, Hey, if you guys grab that, if they grab that, I'm just going to grab. I'm like, yeah, you know, let's go. So they, they were gone. I helped get the other patient out. Um, and by that time, the second team or the first team was coming back. So that I tagged back in with them and yep. we went inside. So a lot happened very quickly with the first three, three patients. Yeah, um, and all of them needed 
like pretty yeah. high, high level of care. It's funny too, because I said to Rob, I think I said to Rob, hey, just shoulder them. And I meant like shoulder them, like, you know, when you put your arm yeah. on someone, like when they, <laughs> when they twist their ankle yeah, and you're yeah. like carrying them off the field, like a soccer player. <laughs> so I didn't mean like shoulder them, but I was like, well, okay, yeah, that works too. We did. <laughs> yeah. that was definitely shoulder them. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he asked, he's like, do you think I can like, I'm like, yeah, like if you're okay with it, yeah. he's like, oh yeah. Like she was a pretty smaller frame, yeah. You know, straight over and gone. It was awesome. Yeah. And we actually employed like, which is it's not in the it's not in truly in the training, but we employed like the lukewarm zone, which I've been kind of nicknaming it because, yeah, really in these scenarios, like or in, in these incidents, like we know most of like it's like again, it's ninety percent of them are going to be single mm-hmm. shooters. So we know if the law enforcement's got the one person down on the ground, and we and we you know we hear it over the radio. We, we had our radios running, but I was also like, it's uh, the law, the law enforcement guys were on different channels. So I was just like, Hey, just let you guys like go to Ash or whoever. I'm like, Hey, just let you know there's, um, there's the shooters went inside the building. Cause that, when it first came in, the second call was actually just pet struck. Like yeah. multiple, multiple people struck with the car. So as they're out there dealing with the pet struck, um, then it's like, Oh, and the shooters, and there's a guy went inside and, and the, sh- the driver went inside and shot at the place too. So now it's like, Oh yeah, there's multiple patients inside. Yeah. Um, so, um, rather than making the rescue task force guys, cause they're wearing the heavy armor, they're carrying these people long distances to get to the, um, ambulance extraction point and the kind right. point. Um, we have a kind of the, what we were nicknaming the lukewarm zone where we have like lots of firefighters just yeah. standing there that can lift heavy things. They don't necessarily have armor, mm-hmm. but they're well, they're way far enough away from the, the hot zone and the warm zone that they can move these patients now they can take over for the rescue task force. Yeah. So they were doing like a handoff. They're like, here you go. Right. And then uh, they're coming back, which makes me started thinking, okay, every rescue task force probably should have two quick litters. Yeah. Because one thing we did was run it because we had the quick litter off and then the rescue task force now is coming back with no quick litter. They don't have one. Yeah. So in a bag in the Asher bag, we're going to make two, two, two quick litters or have those guys that are in the warm zone have like the mm-hmm. clamshells and stuff to carry people with, yeah. right? which we had sitting there. They just, no one really grabbed any. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of leaving that up to people to figure out. Cause a lot of it, I'm like, a lot of it was, I was just me testing like well, some of the stuff's theory, right? So I'm like, okay, I want to see what, how this plays out. Like, right. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. Let's see where this plays out. Cause even the law enforcement, they were like, I'm not used to having these people with me. <laughs> like uh, they're used to like going in a team and going by themselves or not by themselves. Like with a team of other people with guns, yep. but now they basically are, I don't want to say babysitting, but they basically they have, are. yeah, they yeah. basically have two other people with them. That they're are, uh, responsible for two or three other people's lives. Yeah. that are going to be, yeah. you know, attached to them now. So that whole, that whole like snake is now like longer and they have to bump up to clear corners and clear yeah. rooms. And it was, yeah. it was like, a little dance was going on and, mm-hmm. but lots of communication. Um, lots of face to face, lots of uh, like. There's no like clearing rooms. Like, like everyone's like yelling, and it was yeah. perfect. Yeah, um, yeah. Speak like your guys would say when they would clear something, and like I know that our guys can hear them, yeah. but I'm still gonna relay everything that he's saying back to to you know his or her partner. Um, so I'm gonna say that back to our team. Right. So everybody's on the same same page. Um, every, everybody's hearing it. Uh, they know that I have now heard it. Yeah. So, I mean, we always practice that and we, you know, preach the hell out of it that if you hear something, you say it back. So everybody knows that you've heard it. Yeah. Um, so like you might hear a command or whatever it was two or three times. Um, but like Scott says, when that snake is now from two to three to four to five, mm-hmm. um, it can start to get pretty long. You know, there's a lot happening. There was screaming, there was shit everywhere. Um, yeah, it was good to make sure that comms were, were, uh, 
you know, being uh, relayed over. Yeah. We didn't use radios basically at all, except for uh, on the second scenario when we were coming out of the basement. So we, the second scenario stated that, um, hey, we're, we're going to be up, up, up here. And then, oh, now we're going in the front door. So everything was coming in and out of the main door where the first scenario was the basement. Mm-hmm. Well, we know the building. Um, there's an exit right out this way. So instead of going all the way back up the stairs with the patients, well, we made the call. Let's just go right out the door. So I hopped on the radio, like a uh, rescue team coming out with two out of the basement door. Yeah. And then Speedy relayed that back. Yeah. yeah, copy out of the basement door. Which is perfect because that would relay back to if... You know, if we were, if we truly had set up a law enforcement, because I was supposed to be kind of like the, um, the commander of the law enforcement side, right? Mm-hmm. But I was walking around also making sure the scenario was running smoothly. So I wasn't with the IC, like, yeah, being yeah, realistic. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, it would be unified. So, but because of that, like, I could hear them over the radio, because I had a fire radio with me. So I could hear them say that. I was like, well, that's perfect. Because in reality, if, you know, everybody's going through this one door and all of a sudden this bottom door bursts open and a bunch of people run out and <laughs> guys are in armor. It's like, yeah. there's potential of a blue on blue, uh, yeah, shooting out so, there. Yeah, right? so, yeah. But we had a way we knew, okay, they're kind of coming out of the, the bottom door. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I was thinking about the roles as well. And, you know, being the team, team lead or the officer, you know, whatever in that scenario, um, like I helped carry one patient out. Uh, but a lot of what I was doing, I, and I chatted with Russo after was a lot of the prep work. And I think like we in that scenario might be the best people to have on like our, our pack. Yeah. Cause now like, Hey, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Give you guys this, yeah. like I would drop down, I would help package. So we actually had two rooms, uh, opposite sides of, of the hallway with a patient in each. Uh, so seeing what this one was, seeing what this one was, I'm like, Hey, that's going to be priority. Yeah. So it was myself and, and one other person. Uh, so I says, Hey, let's get this, this girl packaged. So we packaged them, and as we were getting lifted up, a second team was coming back in. So we actually split up our teams. And, like, here, you guys go. We're going to bump down to the next room. Right. So, like, every time that we got to a patient, two on that one, like, two went to the priority. I went to the next one. I started to package with that person. Boom, and we just kind of bumped back back and forth. And it was working really fast. Yeah, nice. For such, I mean, that's a, you know, a big building. It's a lot to clear. And then you look at what that would mean to the school. Yeah. And that's yeah. like just tip, tip of the iceberg size wise, right? Yeah, so it's going to take a lot more time. Yeah. But then, you, but then you, now you take that, take that rescue task force out of there and you, and then you take oh. a lot of those members, a lot of those law enforcement members out there, or you leave the law enforcement members in. And then now you have six law enforcement in there trying to hold cover while the rest are trying to move patients. It's like, well, yeah. it took us I, 10 or 15 minutes to clear yeah. the buildings of 10 patients. Mm-hmm. It would take, like exponential amount of time because yeah. yeah. they don't have gear. Like they have a couple tourniquets on them, but it would just take forever to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and that nails it really. Like, that's why the importance of having a rescue task force is so important. You start talking about um, loss of life or prevention of life uh, for that, because if not, we're staged well away. Both yeah. of us, right? right. Ambulance and fire, mm-hmm. you know, until we're told to go in. And then now you're not dealing with a small, simple tourniquet, injury probably yeah. somebody who's unresponsive from a massive hemorrhage yeah right so yeah oh that sounds like one hell of an event yeah, was, uh, yeah. and of course like we're outside and people are walking their dogs and like, <laughs> it was like it was definitely uh, you know i could see why people would call yeah but again good that means we're doing the right thing because we're making the scenarios look realistic oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah realism was great awesome feedback i talked to one of the uh, people's parents uh on friday right. and like they were just ecstatic they're mm-hmm. like yeah like the kids loved it 
Um, <laughs> when they first get there, they don't know what they they got no told idea. they were coming as like victims, victims for the fire department. So they're thinking like, oh, car accident or yeah, you know. So, so I'm like, yeah. okay, so you guys know where you're here? They're like, no. I'm like, okay. So tonight that's a school, and you guys are in a school shooting. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not realistic, like, but I'm like, you know, this is what it's for. Then so then by yeah. the end they they got it, which is actually cool because you and I are teaching them this week. Um, we're teaching them stop the bleed and active shooter response as a civilian. So yeah. actually it'll really tie it together sure. for them. Nice. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll, maybe that'll have to be how we train that. We're going to, if we're going to do annual rescue task force every year, we train it annually to have it coincide with yeah, when we teach the, yeah. those guys their, mm-hmm. their stop the bleed. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then they at least, now they have a frame of reference of why this is happening to them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is something that we have to touch on every year for sure. Yeah. Um, and then just keep that thought, thought process fresh. Right. Yeah. But doing, that kind of a scenario yeah. um, brings such, such value. So it's good. Awesome. Um, any more on any other topics? I think that's it. No, we just, I mean, we had a, mm-hmm. like you guys had a crazy call, but we had a hell of a long, well, we were at oh. your house and like all day. It's like, oh, that's right. 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 I think what we had nine calls in 24 hours or something. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and, you know, they, and it was a mixed bag. It was like two yeah. accidents. Um, uh, the dump, the dump was on fire again. Yeah. <laughs> dump was on fire again. There was two. Mm-hmm. There was two dump fires. Um, yeah, same, just, same fire. Plant. Like a burning complaint to um, yeah, almost a structure fire. <laughs> a structure fire central there. Yeah. We've got this one, you know, property that's changed hands a couple times, but for whatever reason, fires keep finding it. There's been four or five <laughs> fires in this one place. Um, what could have been something, you know, really bad. Started off small. Uh, the guys got there, you know, pretty quick and and made pretty fast work of it, but. Yeah, pretty large potential for, um, like a fifth wheel style fire. Yeah, which as soon as they start, it it's over. So yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, the dump fire was it, you know it gets you going a little bit because you hear it's a dump and you're like, yeah, the dump, and then as you're coming up the hill, you can see the glow, and um, even the guy from the from the dump from your area, so he can see it from his house, and he told me he's like, I thought the whole place was going up. <laughs> it was actually I thought the mountain was going up because you know it's right next to the mountain, a lot of dry grass. Yeah. Um, a lot of heat coming off that thing. That it pile was of, yeah, the pile was yeah, hot. There's a big by. pile of tires right near it. It's like, there's a lot of potential on that one. Yes. Like with wind blowing and it's like, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, that's the other thing. The call volume was high this weekend for, yeah. for everybody. And then, uh, the winds too. Like if there's any large other fires, it could have been very challenging. Yeah. yeah. And we're in danger right very now. Strong winds. A five out of five right now. So we yeah. are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, you guys definitely wrecked in the calls there yesterday. Well, we didn't wreck any because we were yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I was joking. I says, if I had a drink every time we had a fire call, I'd be blackout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome! All right, well, let's uh, move on to some shout outs. Yep. Um, so, quick reminder just about our shirts as well. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get our DTFF uh, moose shirts. Mm-hmm. Well, well, sixty. Yeah, there we go. You, you can uh, check them out online on our Facebook. Yeah. We've got some photos <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, the email for that is gtffstore at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So give that email if you're interested in a shirt. Um, and yeah, we're shipping everywhere right now, so yep. we are good to go. We had a sighting at uh, in Ontario or something. Someone said, yeah. uh, Kevin DeVries sent us a picture yeah. of him at a, uh, it was at the fire. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, thanks a lot for sharing that, man. Yeah, it was awesome to see. Uh, great to see representing out east. Way to go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right, Modus. Ash. Yeah, Modus. Um, claim to fame is going to be the snagger tool, as we always say. For now. Uh, for now. But man, <laughs> the old uh, product lineup's just expanding. Uh, we were joking before we started to record here that now we have a group chat going with uh, with with Modus there, and you know Paul's always texting us, and we're texting back, and you know like we're all busy people and you might put your phone down for an hour and you come back to 90 texts. You're like, Jesus, I can't go back and read all this. And sometimes the products went from like initial phase to the, honestly, a finished phase and it was 90 texts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, what if we have that? What if we do that? What if we have this thing? Do that. <laughs> but I mean, we are super, super thankful to be, um, you know, working alongside with those guys. Um, awesome team, awesome group, amazing products, uh, really cool stuff coming. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I say, the uh, stagger is going to be the big thing for yeah. hose handling, uh, but they've got their soft entry kit, their force entry wedges, um, a bunch of their textiles. Their plate carriers. They, they got the plate carriers. That's what we were using for a rescue task force. Yeah. yeah. So I think we did. Did we tease some photos of that yet? Or? Uh, the rescue task force. Well, we, we posted it on our Facebook. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. The, the gear, the armor that the guys are wearing that in those pictures are the Etsy Motors plate carrier. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Um, yeah. So. Uh, they got their, uh, X line of the auto X gloves yeah. coming there. So, uh, we're all, you know, we're all rocking those. I was rocking it. I was doing uh, water tender ops for the dump fire, which is super lame, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you don't have water, it's a bad deal. So, uh, a lot of water. Uh, we actually got some, uh, props for, we dropped two bladders and had them full, like too sweet. So, yeah. um, keep, keep the water flowing. There's great. Uh, and I was rocking the X clubs there. Yeah. yeah time, I am on so. too. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, check them out online there. Uh, use discount code DTFF5 for 5% off your order. Awesome. And of course, uh, tonight we're fueled by, uh, Wolf Tree Coffee. Mm-hmm. Scott? Yeah. The initial attack blend, uh, Wolf Tree Coffee is at Oliver. Um, they are shipping. They are shipping. Yep. Yep. So they're shipping now. Uh, check them out on wolftree.ca. Yeah. I think <laughs> wolftreecoffee.ca. Yeah. It just Wolf Tree Coffee Oliver. There's only one of them in Oliver. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Google will get you there. Yeah, but the, uh, I think it's uh, $2 from every pound they sell of our initial attack blend goes to Honor House, which is uh, basically uh, a free place to stay when you're down doing some medical stuff in the coast for uh, for spotters and yeah. uh, military law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Really good coffee. Yes. Yeah, ch- check out. Made by experts. Yeah. Yeah, all their all their blends yeah. are fantastic. Of course, we're partial to the uh, initial tank blend. Yeah, um, and again, like the the, the two dollars goes to Honor House. Honor House is a fabulous uh, society. Yeah, uh, that helps first responders in needs. So, right. yeah, um, and then Tanner Olson. Yeah, Tanner. Uh, they, they're busily busily uh, making some is that word? <laughs> word now. Yeah, word now. Like, they're yeah. making uh, some new music. They're, they've been writing a lot lately. Um, they kind of teased one on their Instagrams yeah. like, uh, recently. I don't know the name of the song. Like Thinking About You or something? I don't know. Being Thinking About You. Isn't that that song? I can't sing anymore because then uh, we'd lose our YouTube. Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> so accurate. <laughs> they shut us down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> look, for, look for some new music coming from them in August. Um, yeah, not other, from us. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, uh, you can check them out on Spotify for their current music. Yeah. Excellent. And then, of course, you have us. So uh, you can find us on Facebook. Um, and on the Facebook now, it's just the um, uh, DTFF. 
Yeah. Uh, we've uh, identified fire. Yeah. yeah. Identified fire. So we've shut black down. Black label, not orange label. Yeah. Black label, not orange label. That's the big one because uh, we're shutting down the other um, Facebook site. And of course, uh, Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. So, yeah, please give us a like, give us a follow. I uh, appreciate all the support in the comments people are uh, sending us. Um, and, again, those shirts. Yeah, I remember we didn't show up, even though we talked about it. Oh. Stopping all the bleeding. We didn't have to talk about it. Well. Yeah, we did talk about stopping the bleed, so um, stopthebleed.org.ca. Uh, check it out. Use tourniquets. Uh, if you're going to use a tourniquet, use a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, three methods are uh, wound packing, um, direct pressure, and tourniquet application, not necessarily in that order. Um, yeah, like we were saying, we've done it a lot recently, probably so much that we forgot to yeah. shut it up tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely a major part of that uh, Rescue Task Force, Asher event. Um, and even if you're just chainsawing or Absolutely. playing in the woods or any of that kind of stuff. So Yeah, yeah make sure you carry track it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually on that as well. So um, I've got now a tourniquet on my um, chest rig for forestry as well. Nice, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty important. We can get into a pretty shitty situation quickly. Sure. So, yeah, make sure you have them. Uh, all right, that is it for me. Ash, any more for any more? No. I was going to make a smart-ass comment about uh, structure fires on Canada Day. What? Oh, my goodness. Smoker? Yes. Oh, we got to see some fire science. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah I was smoke. loving my back of the trigger and uh, <laughs> poof. <laughs> I was just getting my phone ready to videotape when that thing blew out. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, yeah. God, what's an eyebrow? But <laughs> smoker's supposed to smoke that much? No, that's a little heavy. Smoke's pretty turbulent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just said that, didn't yeah. I? I was like, boom! <laughs> that's <was> great. <laughs> Busted on the old garden hose for that fire out. <laughs> that's true. A little fog yeah. pattern to start with. Exactly, right? Approached with a straight stream. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank God you didn't get that on video. (laughs) Anyways. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, stay safe. Stay GTFM. Bye. Bye.